Some call him a fool. Some even call him a douchebag. But I say Greg Rempe is the greatest thing to happen to barbecue since Caveman. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast and Bomb City, USA, if you didn't know. Uh, I've been getting a lot of emails going, what's with Bomb City USA? Go back and listen to the show. Go back through all of the archives, specifically Jackie Taylor, and then you will understand what Bomb City USA or how Bomb City USA has made its way into the intro every week ongoing since then. If you would like to get in touch with the show, I am happy to have you, and here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you need to get the newsletter, which you can also sign up for at the main website. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now... She has been on the show a number of times over the life of this show. She was a founding member of the Barbecue Brisket Competition Roundtable back in 2007 with the likes of show regular Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, also Fast Eddie Morin was a part of that roundtable. And the guy credited for developing the way that 99.78% of us light our Weber Smoky Mountains or bullet-style smokers or any kind of smoker at this point. If you want to build temperature from the bottom up, Jim Minion, Minion Method, if you've ever heard of that, that was my panel back in 2007 for Brisket Roundtable, which really revolutionized what podcasting was back then, especially in the live fire space, so... I always thank those four folks for jumping in and sharing all that stuff. But when you go back and listen to it now and hearing what they were doing with briskets back then, it is quite funny to hear what was going on 14 years ago. Long way to go to get here, but making her triumphant return back to the Barbecue Central Show jungle, none other than Leanne Whippin. Twice a Barbecue Hall of Fame finalists nominee but not getting in yet so we'll talk to her about that as well and here we go it is going to be a great first hour leanne taking up 14 and 35 past or the balance of the first hour as we like to say and then we'll move to the second hour 14 past the second hour we're doubling up on one of the embedded correspondents from last week 
He is from Utah, the great city of Utah. That, of course, Rusty Monson, Salt City Barbecue, checking in with his barbecue trailer report. Three months ago, we did it at the ramp up to getting to business. And now we'll talk about having been in business for the last 90 days or so and how things are going. Pitfalls that he accounted for in the outset that he was able to overcome and resolve rapidly. But what about things that sprang up that he didn't account for? How has he reacted to those? How has he been able to bring those to resolution? And how can you, as somebody who might be thinking about doing it next year or in years to come, avoiding the same pitfalls that Rusty's going through? Rusty, an open book, as we know, full of great information and anecdotes. So he's 14 past the second hour. And then coming out of the bullpen this evening, if you were paying attention to the first read spot last week, and it'll be again this week, David McDowell from Do Wellness will be joining me for the first time. A lot of people emailed in and said, hey, is this real? Is this guy a barbecue guy, a friend of barbecue, but he's also a weight loss coach? I don't understand that. What's it all about? So I reached out to David and said, for as simple as I thought this sounded, maybe it's worthwhile to come on at the close of the show next week, learn a little bit more about you, and then, of course, more about what process and what availability you have, what a weight loss coach or a health coach does for somebody. A lot of us make great plans now as the year is getting ready to turn. We're going to be healthy. We're going to be fit. We're going to stop being so fat. Fat! And then three weeks later, we're right back to being fat, fat. and we're depressed and it's cold out depending on where you live. And you're like, I'll get it next year. Well, we might have a solution here that could only cost you 2600 bucks for the year. Think about that. So that's how we're going to close out the show. Again, Leanne Whippin, first hour, Rusty Monson, David McDowell, second hour, and your clubhouse calls and emails as you see fit. Don't forget, you can follow me socially, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat at BBQ Central Show for live video feeds of the show Tuesday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. You can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show, also one on YouTube slash RD Rempe. And as I just mentioned before, you can also get this show on Clubhouse audibly if you would like. I take questions through Clubhouse because it sounds much better than a regular cell phone. So if you would like to take in the show that way or you would like to hear it after the fact, we're recording over there as well. It's a great time. So jump on Clubhouse if you can't get it in the normal ways or just get it in a podcast like 99% of you do anyway. Follow up to last week's announcement of the crowdfunding the $12,000 watch from JLC. For me, it's not going very well. What's going on? Isn't everybody anxious to prove crowdfunding right? You go on there, you put an amount up. I'm not even saying I just want the cash. This is a fine timepiece that you guys are going to be buying me that I'll wear on the show. It's going to be great. It'll be great mostly for me, but you can feel like you've really taken a part of this. We've really shown that crowdfunding can and will work. So hurry up and jump on over to that crowdfunding link that I can't think of right off the top, but it's on the show newsletter and it might be in some show notes or something along these lines and hurry up. I think Lance and Stover are still the only ones in. It's 40 bucks. I'm well short of 12,000. And by the way, as you heard last week, 
6,000 gets you a read going into a interview segment all next year. 12,000, or the remainder of what's left, gets you a two-minute, 30-second read. Like the big reads that happen in the show. So a little more incentive for you to get me what I want. Does that sound straight? Does that sound fair? I think that sounds pretty good. Sounds like a deal. Listener feedback to the show last week. Bill in Chicago writing in, Greg, did you say that there is a weight loss guy sponsoring your show? (laughs) I have been trying to figure out a way to lose weight for years and thought about doing something like this. Kind of like an AA sponsor, but for fat guys. I'm definitely interested in this. Thanks for a great show. And hope you had a great Thanksgiving, Bill. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you sold a little restraint during a big food holiday like Thanksgiving. One serving of turkey. Maybe you left out the mashed potatoes. Maybe you only had some corn. One slice of pie. Sands the whipped cream. Something along these lines. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you're like, hey, we're throwing 2021 in the crapper. We're going to start fresh in 2022. So, Bill, you're going to want to stay tuned because Brian is or David is coming up at the close of the show. Nick in New Jersey writing it. Did Rusty say, and I quote, tradition sucks? Come on, Rusty. Tradition is just that, something people do every year. It doesn't suck. It's tradition. Love the show. Regards, Nick. Nick, strong take. Yes, Rusty did say the tradition sucks last week. If you would like to rebut to that, Coming up in the second hour, 14 past, I will allow him to do that. However, I will say this. Sometimes traditions do suck. Uh Sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. John in North Carolina, Greg, did Rusty say that stuffing, quote, sucks ass? I spit my coffee out when I was listening to the replay this morning at the breakfast table. I fear Rusty has never had good stuffing. But I do agree that mashed potatoes are better than pretty much anything else on the side dish table. Love the show. Regards, Bill. I'm sorry. Regards, John. John, thank you for writing in. And as evidence would show from my Thanksgiving table, which was just the immediate five plus my two in-laws, mashed potatoes ruled the day. We made 10 pounds of mashed potatoes. 10 pounds. I think we only had three pounds left. So there is quite... A run on mashed potatoes in this house. Plus, my oldest is a huge mashed potato freak. She loves it. Jack in Indiana will get to you next week if you're still relevant on the comments, but we got to make sure that we're keeping proper time here this evening. We are waiting for Leanne Whippin, but while we wait, we'll talk to you about Do Wellness and David Leans. Did you know that people who set a goal four to six weeks before the new year, between three to to ten times, yes, ten times, more likely to achieve it. Be honest, how long has losing a few pounds been on your to-do list? Now we're here because we love barbecue, and I know a lot of us have a habit of getting second and third servings because, well, it's delicious. But what effect has that and an activity level and or lifestyle that's not what it used to be had in long terms? Maybe you've heard of that thing called a dad bod and you think that's in, but rest assured there's nothing sexy about wearing your gluttony everywhere you go. Not to mention being overweight increases the risk for all types of mortality, including stroke, 
most cancers, coronary heart disease, sleep apnea, hypertension, osteoarthritis, mental illness such as clinical depression and anxiety. Changing decades-old food habits can mean the difference between you and unknown challenges for you and your family. Luckily, thanks to my new friend and friend of the show, backyard barbecue enthusiast and men's diet coach David McDowell, you can eat barbecue all year round and still lose the fat. With David, you've got assistance around the clock. Just a text, an iMessage, a WhatsApp message, or email away. Available on FaceTime, Zoom, WhatsApp video. Pretty much any way you can get a hold of him, you can do it. Even on short notice, some guys easily charge upwards of 500 bucks a month for a canned diet plan. One to two check-ins a month. But with David, you're getting a resource available effectively 24-7. And for Cyber Monday week, he's offering a year for 500, not 500, not 400, not even 200. You can finally get permanent weight loss. Unwanted fat coming off this year. $2,300 total. Do I have your attention, please? Again, it's a Cyber Monday week offer. It will not last all year long. It's his personal guarantee that if you are honest and make an effort, you'll succeed in losing fat. If not, he'll refund 100% of the investment. No questions asked. Interested? Hit the website, David Leans. L-E-A-N-S. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ to sign up. That's DavidLeansBBQ.com to sign up. Come on, man. Let's get rid of that fat. Fat. Next year. Cheap. Come on. All right, Leanne Whippen is in the green room. We will get to her in just one second. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion being brought to you by the creators of automatic pit temperature control technology, the Barbecue Guru. They also sell ceramic cookers with built-in power draft fans, accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit bbqguru.com for more information or give them a call at 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continuing to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. All right, my next guest really needs no introduction at all. If you are a longtime fan of this show, especially on competition roundtables as they used to be, the one that continues to be repeated back to me time and time again was the original competition roundtable. She was a part of that. We race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Leanne Whippen. Hey, Leanne. Hello. Hey, hello. there you go. Yay, there, she there we go. All Sorry right. And you saved me from having to read somebody's <sighs> bad take. So thank you for joining. Were you on mute or what happened? I don't know. I just re anyway, it's working. So we're good. All right. Happy to have you back here. Thanks for joining. Oh, thank you. Nice. I know it's been a while. Time flies. How was your Thanksgiving? Terrific. How about you? Oh, great. I have uh, three daughters that were home. Two are in college. One's in the tenth grade. So we're you know back. Uh, I think you were on the show three or four years ago. I mean, everybody was much younger, but life continues to evolve. Uh, this was the first time in twenty four years. My mother in law is still very active and wanting to cook a lot of these holiday meals. Even though I'm the cook here, everybody knows it. She doesn't seem to figure that out yet. 
So this was the first time in 24 years she came over along with my father-in-law. I made the turkey, spatchcocked it, a little dry brine overnight. It's flavorful. Nice. It was juicy. They were like, wow, we've never seen a bird so juicy. I was like, I know. I've been around the last 24 years. There you go. Yes. Well, I had a great weekend on top of turkey and all the fixings. Uh, my daughter got engaged. Really? So How was, about that? Yes. Was that exciting yeah. or nerve-wracking? It or was. Both? It was up at my... Uh, my dad passed away last year, but uh, we actually, um, she got engaged. We went to his house and the golf course there has this like water wheel thing. And my future son-in-law proposed to her there. So it was very sentimental. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Are, very nice. Turkey wise, are you a lover of turkey or is it just something you do? It's more tradition and then you don't really find yourself eating it too much outside of the traditional, you know, maybe, well, definitely on Thanksgiving. Some people will double up on Christmas with another turkey, but outside of that, a lot of people don't get down with it. I know. I just think it's something that people don't think about. They just think about it during Thanksgiving, and I, I don't know why, because I think turkey's quite good. Uh, you know, smoked, fried, whatever. Um, but I will have it probably as, you know, a, a meal, you know, with family, probably four times a year, mm. but not more than that. Yeah. I think I'm That's it. guaranteed Thanksgiving, but unless I'm through a really good barbecue joint that I know has good smoked turkey, which seems to be a pretty mm-hmm. uh, a pretty uh, odds-on uh, staple for a lot of barbecue places anymore these days. Uh, it's, just, it's just Thanksgiving for me, and, and that's it. Anyway, look, uh, I don't think there is any need to do the give us the background, Leanne. You're easily Googleable. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people have some kind of intro to you through podcasts like this one or other shows. And, of course, the many TV right. appearances. Let's start here. What are you up to at this very moment? I mean, not this very moment, but what are you up to these days? Well, um, I made a dramatic change in my life to get out of the restaurant. So uh, I got out of the restaurant that I opened here in 2018 in Tampa, Florida. I moved down here because my daughter's down here, mom down in Naples. So I moved down here from Chicago and... Uh, just because of COVID and food prices and staffing, I, I've just been banging my head against the wall and I like, I need to take a break. So I got out in April <laughs> and doing things that I haven't been able to do because I've been so tied down to restaurants. Um, I eat tomorrow morning, I'm going to a culinary school and it's a nonprofit and I'm going to speak to kids there about restaurants and, you know, how they can get into it and just some you know, advice and things that I've learned along the way. So I, I like to do things like that now um, that I fly out to Atlanta on Friday for the SEC championships in Atlanta. I'm a spokesperson for Pit Boss Grills and they are um, part of the Johnsonville Tongsman uh, championship where they flew in two of the winners from a nationwide contest and they're going to be battling it out right before the game uh, right there in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I'll be emceeing and judging for that. Um, and uh, you know, my dad, he developed this rub pig powder that, um, he really, you know, it, it made its way through the circuit and over the years, a lot of people are aware of it, but he, you know, he's like me and my sister, you know, let's just go ahead and and bring this into another level. So Mm -hmm. we're actually, um, doing some things with that. We're going to have a spicy pig powder and we're bringing along some other products um, with the line. So working on that. And uh, so I'm actually, it's amazing um, 
how busy I've been. Yeah, I was going to say, for as, busy busy as, uh, for as busy as the restaurant uh, business seems to be, I could make a quick argument that you might be even busier now, but perhaps it's not the same type of labor, right? No, it's a different kind of busy, and I like it because it's it's kind of, um, it's not, you know, working the line, working the smoker, and dealing with call-offs at the restaurant, and, and just all the stress that comes along with it. It's a little bit more um, relaxing, you might say. So ever since I've known of you and had the uh, privilege of having you on the show, whether it's been in panel form or just one-on-one interviews, you've always been tied into some type of barbecue catering business. You know, originally when we first Mm -hmm. did our podcast interview, you were wood chicks and wood chicks catering. And then you went on to uh, Chicago Q out there in Chicago, as you had Mm -hmm. mentioned. And then uh, the latest venture was there, uh, the devil pig there in Tampa. So has it always been in your blood just to be in the restaurant game? Is that something that you always wanted to do? Food and beverage, for sure. I mean, I, but prior to the whole barbecue thing, I was in the hotel industry for 15 years, uh, uh, doing basically catering manager type things. Um, so I was always around food and beverage, but I learned the business and that's what you really have Mm. to do. You can't think, Oh, I'm good at barbecue and I'll be able to sell barbecue. You have to know the business. So I had that foundation before I took the step to open my first restaurant. I did try, you know, just, I love to compete. So when I was competing, I used to do a lot of vending and that can be tough because you're at the mercy of the weather and the attendance and everything else. So it wasn't a guaranteed, you know, dollars, you know, coming into your bank account. So that's why I decided to do the restaurant thing. And then it just kind of snowballed and I just kept going with it and really enjoy it actually. How did Chicago Q come about? Bring us back to that time and what it was like when you got there and then ultimately when you left, how did that whole thing go down? Yeah, so I um, started at Woodchick's uh, Barbecue. The first one I opened was in 04. Then I opened up a second location in Chesapeake, Virginia, same town, in 06. And then a third one in 08. And it progressively grew and you know ended up with a freestanding restaurant. And then... I was approached in 2010 to go to Chicago by um, a person there who owned property and wanted to open up a barbecue restaurant and he had seen me on TV and he really, um, the design of the restaurant was extremely high end, which made me nervous because a lot of people are looking for dives when it comes to barbecue. So a high end was a little bit of a challenge also being a female, but I had, you know, some credibility and so... I really wanted to take the plunge not only to go to Chicago because I love cities and Chicago is a great city, but it gave me the opportunity to do, I would say, more high end meats, you know, like the Wagyu and the, um, you know, beef ribs. And, you know, I did the I think I was the first one actually that did competition ribs and I was selling them for thirty dollars a rack and back in 2010 that was unheard of. And we were selling out of those more than the house ribs and. So it allowed me to do things that I couldn't do um, at the price point in, in Virginia and also in a, a beautiful setting. So I, I took the plunge and I was glad I, I did. And I stayed there at Chicago Q for five years 
and uh, things didn't work out so great with the partner and, you know, just, you know, the things that come along with that. You always hear those disaster stories in restaurants. But fortunately, the day after I left there, uh, the Chicago Cut Guys, which is like the top steak restaurant group there, said, hey, we'll do a build out of a restaurant. Let's we'll open up a barbecue place. So then we opened up Southern Cut and I was there for two years. <laughs> and then I left, as I said, and uh, right at the beginning of 2018 uh, for family reasons. And, you know, my daughter was having a baby. And so I just said, I, I need to uh, be closer to her. So that's uh, why I left and on great terms with them, actually, and, and still stay in touch. When you're at Chicago Q and you, as you say, make the plunge to go in there, it's 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 very mm-hmm. fine dining barbecues. You said that kind of seems uh, almost counterintuitive that you're going to go somewhere on a white tablecloth and then be served what is in essence typically messy food you're going to be eating with your hands is um the only other one that comes to my mind and i don't even know if it's even in the same realm is like jack stack uh in kansas city yeah. is that kind of like a fine dining barbecue? yeah d- but uh, it's 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 a little bit more elevated but this was Really, I mean, we had the t- top bourbon selection. We were into uh, really nice fine wines. Like people would come in and order barbecue, and they'd order, you know, a hundred, two hundred dollar bottle of wine, and wouldn't blink an eye. It was it, a lot of it had to do with the location. We were in the Gold Coast section of yep. Chicago, and um, and people were willing to pay the price because of the neighborhood that we were in. Um, and it, it worked, it worked. And then I added, which I didn't think was going to fly was, um, a high end brunch, um, on Saturday and Sunday. And we were doing, you know, over 500 covers a day. It was like standing room only in there. Um, so, and, and it worked. I mean, just everything really flowed well and it was being at the right place at the right time, I guess. And so it was a great experience and, uh, no regrets at all. When you get down to Florida, as you said, you're going down there for family reasons, but then you get, were you mm-hmm. also going down and you had deviled pig in the pocket or were you down in Florida and then deviled pig uh, opportunity avails itself to you and you take advantage of that? I knew a gentleman down here who I'd done some barbecue events with around the country, including some KCBS, you know, I did the world food championships in Vegas. So he was down here native and said, Hey, let's open up a barbecue joint. And I said, okay. And so the thought process behind it was to incorporate Tampa flavors and the deviled crab is a dish from Ybor city or, you know, Tampa. And so I created kind of a spin on the deviled crab, which is a fried ball of crab with sauteed peppers, onions. Basically I did that similar recipe, but substitute pork and um, had a sriracha and it, you know, sauteed that was mango encrusted, deep fried, and then that was our ball of the deviled pig, and then that was also what we named the restaurant. And then we also, you know, did a Cuban with smoked bologna, and and we were using Compart de Rock. You know, it, it was stuff that wasn't around here, so it really took off as well. But it was very small. It is still there, but it just the catering uh, was really what helped it financially stay stable and with COVID it still has not improved here and looking forward, I just didn't see it doing anything in the immediate future or even in a year or two, just because you just don't know what's going to happen. And I I get kind of antsy and I got to move. So that that's why I decided to get out. And it it was very risky for me 
because I really have a plan. And fortunately, the pit boss, um, you know, opportunity came along to be a brand ambassador, which I never really did in the past. I had opportunities and I turned them down because I was kind of like, you know, if it's a sauce or whatever, you know, you might like it at the moment, but then you might not like another sauce along the way better. And you're pushing a brand that you don't think you like as much as something else. So I always thought it was, you know, I wasn't sure, but um, the Pippos thing really, um, I was intrigued with all of the things that they have down the road. It isn't just like the pellet cooker. They're, they're coming out with other things, um, which to me was very exciting. And I like the quality and uh, the fact that it's family owned and operated. There was just a lot of pluses and it seemed to be the right time. And I've been extremely pleased working with them. And uh, it's been a great experience so far. So you signed that deal mid-August this year, I believe. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, back when we were originally talking, I think a lot of people were dumping on pellet cookers and fast forward to where we are here in 2021, the last five, six, seven years. Popularity of pellet cookers mm -hmm. has taken off for any number of reasons. Probably the most popular reason is I don't have to learn fire management. Now, we could, you and me could probably go off on a tangent about why you want that fire management piece and then also get a pellet cooker and also get a charcoal cooker and all this other stuff, but we're kind of fire maniacs like that. Do you think that the popularity of the pellet cooker is because of that ease and it allows a complete removal of a real big apprehension on most backyard cooks? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it's it's you can achieve good smoked barbecue. I mean, even when you get home from work, you can just like push the button and fire it up and it is already ready to go in 10 minutes. Whereas you don't have to mind a fire, you know, and, and all those things and time that goes along with it. So you can have smoked food, you know, quickly. And for a lot of people that don't know how to do that, it, it definitely makes it a lot easier. And then they achieve, you know, smoky good food. And what I like about the Pit Boss is their pellet cookers have a direct heat fire option. So they have this little slide out in the middle and it slides away. So you get direct flames, which, um, you know, like the competitors do not have. And that was one feature that I really liked about the pellet cookers. And now I actually have the prototype for a barrel cooker. So they're coming out with a charcoal barrel cooker, Oh, uh, which is crazy. Oh. oh my God, you should see it. Um, so, you know, as I said, just all the things they have lined up, they just came out with a um, fire pit that is made with pellets or, you know, fired up with pellets. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's constant um, innovation. Leanne Whippen joining us here on the show. Leanne, do you have a website? You just have the Facebook page? Uh, no, I'm what? actually working on that. I just have Facebook, Instagram, and um, I did do a few videos on YouTube, and I have a Twitter account, but uh, the website's being built now. Um, I'm also, um, possibly there's um, another uh, culinary chef who um, I might be working with, and we might be doing some, you know, catering starting in January. So I'm, I'm working on that as well. So that's another reason for the website and hopefully have that up, you know, by the beginning of January. So I'll have my schedule on there, you know, if we're going to do this catering thing and just everything that's going on and what, you know, cause I want to do like special events or private, you know, pit master things and considering classes, um, 
you know, now that I, I'm able to get away from the restaurant to do these things, it's nice. So that's why I need to have a website. Is it going to be LeanneWhippen.com? Because I checked earlier today and it's available. I almost bought it. Uh, yeah, Leanne Whippin BBQ, I think uh-huh. is what I've secured right. at this point. Well, grab and on Facebook, I t- Hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think when I looked at that, it wasn't there or something. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I, hopefully by January, it'll be up and running. All right. Uh, can I put you on standby just for a couple minutes and then we'll come back. We'll talk about barbecue TV and maybe a little bit more about this pig powder and so on. All right. Stand by. We're talking with. Leanne Whippin right here, who is taking on all events at this point, uh, busy with the restaurant now, perhaps even busier, but doing things that she likes and on her terms, which is great. I'll talk to you quickly about Primo Grills. That's right. Why do we love ceramic cookers? We love that they are fuel efficient, of course. We love that they can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meat. We love that they can get rip-roaring hot to do high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking, very important to both professionals and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire and around ceramic cooker, not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo and their game-changing oval design, the shape that gives you the ability to execute the two-zone setup that you desire, it also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Really, when you break it down, there's like 60 different ways to configure the Primo cooker, so you're only limited by your culinary imagination. We know all of the improvements that have been made to Primo over the course of this year, the lift hinge, the air dampers top and bottom, and as Nick Bauer said a couple weeks ago, now they are stacking dealers with the pizza oven accessory, with the half drip pan with the rib ring that can also hold the whole chicken in the middle of it. So they're going to be dialed in with the accessories. Make sure that you are hitting up primogrill.com to find a dealer near you and seeing what their accessibility to all of these cool accessories are. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz? Yes. Patented technology? Of course. True two-zone cooking capabilities, multiple sizes? Yes and yes. And if you have to have a round one, they have those too. But really, Consider the oval for Pete's sake. Be a trendsetter in the neighborhood. Don't be like every other round ceramic cooker guy or gal out there in your neighborhood. Visit primogrill.com. Find a dealer near you. Check them out. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Who's ready for a Primo? I'm ready for a Primo. Primogrill.com. That's primogrill.com. We're back with more Leanne Whippin right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com, see what all the flavors they have, some other things that might amp up your smoke game. It's CookinPellets.com. Com, CB and the gang over there, keeping you supplied with everything that you need. And we're rejoined by Leanne Whippen. All right, Leanne, so let's talk about TV and how really at every turn, aside from maybe one or two shows on television, um, and, and I can only maybe think of one, which was that most recent Netflix show, um, not the competition one, 
which I didn't really care for. But the uh, that documentary uh-huh. of Rodney Scott and Tootsie right. and um, Leonard Hasty over there in Australia. You've been on every barbecue show, it seems, ever since the beginning of barbecue shows, which I think a lot of people <laughs> think that that was what people would say season one of Barbecue Pitmasters, where you and Myron and uh, Tuffy and Harry Sue, they were all like traveling around and everybody was kind of keeping tabs on them. And then it all changed, you know, after that. But there was maybe two or three iterations even before that. Uh, Chris Lilly, Brainchild, John Marcus bringing it to fruition mm-hmm. through like OLN or these cable channels nobody's ever heard of. So versus, you, versus, versus Network. Yes, that's there right. Was, yeah, Versus. That was a great show. That was before its time. The Kingsford Barbecue Championship Series. That was out in Reno. That was crazy. Uh, you know, there was 15 barbecue people vying for like $50,000 or whatever. But the format of the show, I think if they did that now, I think it would hit. I think I think it was the, the fact that it was on Versus and people didn't expect to see barbecue on Versus. But mm-hmm. it was so unique because like the first round, you had to bring your own cooker. And of course, they threw out whatever meat it was. And it was like three people would go head to head and, you know, it, it would be like a knockout kind of a thing. The second round, you had to cook on you know, the cooker that they gave you. And then again, with the food or whatever. And then the third one was live food. You know, it would be like eels, lobsters, bullfrogs. You had to actually kill, then cook it. Uh, I remember Bad Byron was there and he had to kill a bullfrog. And it, it was, he was so upset about it. And the girls that would wheel out these water tanks with all the live <laughs> things in it were like crying you know like <laughs> every time we'd be like killing the things that came out of it uh but it was really made for good tv uh <laughs> and then they had um us cooking on uh was it la cachina the mexican hog cookers yep. seafood on it and so they were testing your skills and it was it was just it was a lot of fun to do it it, it was tough but um yeah, it, it just it was just a one show thing. Um, so yeah, that was a long time ago. I was on that with my sister. That was fun. Yeah. So and you were on the uh, the barbecue with Bobby Flay with your sister too at the American Royal. I think that was like the first time I'd ever seen you on television yeah. prior to, to seeing some of that other stuff. So your history. Yeah, the, that's barbecue. when I first met Guy Fieri, and this was before <laughs> he even was anybody. Right. He was cooking with a team behind us. He didn't have the dyed hair. He was there to learn about barbecue. With the Motley Q crew? (laughs) Yes, he was with Motley Q right behind us. And we hung out and had cocktails with him and everything. And then I saw a guy at the Jack and he was judging. And uh, I said, hey, guy, I don't know if you remember me. He goes, oh, I remember you girls. You know, (laughs) it's like, yeah. So uh, I knew him before he had hit. And it's kind of fun to know the history about that. But um, yeah, so that was another show. And then I did the throwdown with Bobby Flay. And that was um, at Woodchicks in Chesapeake. And a lot of people are like, did you know he was coming? I had never even seen the show. And no, I did not know. Um, But they did. They said I was cooking this show called The Grilling Gals, you know, with Texans. (laughs) And the first day of filming, you didn't even see Bobby Flay. And I thought, you know, there's somebody had mentioned, oh, maybe this is a throwdown. And sure enough, he rolled up with his cooker and. So they had a couple KCBS certified judges judging our barbecued sandwich with, uh, it had to be topped with 
coleslaw and it was blind judged. And uh, yeah, I ended up beating him on that, which was nice. And it really helps, uh, you know, for business purposes. I had lines out the door after that. Oh, yeah. So, it, you know, it's TV definitely helps your business for sure. Well, I was going to say, as you look back and you see pretty much at every turn, you are, are able to be on a barbecue related TV show. Is there something that people will tell you? This is why we continue to go back to you. Is it because you have the prowess? Is it because you're good in front of the camera? Is it a mixture of a whole bunch of stuff? Why do you think that they're, there's, well, especially I like go, back in the day, there did think... seem to be uh, <laughs> like a stable of, of folks that seem to be coming on these types of shows regularly. There's you, there's Tuffy, there's Myron, there was you know a handful of other people, Chris Lilly, of course. Why do you think it was like the, the Rat Pack with you guys on having the, the market well, cornered I think on it's TV? Because we were, I think it's because we were winning, first of all. And um, the reason I got even a call from, you know, for the throwdown was that they, Food Network contacted me because I um, did really well in Bel Air, Maryland, and they got my name from the organizer up there. And, and so they said, send us a tape on how to cook a pork butt for dummies. And so I said, okay. And then, then that's how that happened. But a lot of people say, oh, you've been grandfathered in. They just call you up and say, hey, do you want to be on? I, that's not true. I have to fill out all of the pages of documents. I have to go through the entire process, even on the last one, um, the barbecue brawl with uh, Bobby Flay and Michael Simon. Yeah. That was the most grueling process. It went on for months. And even up until five days before I flew out, I didn't know if I was going. Really? I mean, that's, that's how much. Oh, yeah. I didn't know until five days before. They said, be ready to be gone for 11 days. Have your suitcase ready. <sighs> and I thought, well, this isn't happening. And, and, and sure enough... I'm not kidding. Five days before I flew out there is when I found out I was going. What kind of life do these people think that you have? Like you just like literally you have a go bag and you're just waiting to get a call and you have nothing well, else you, going on. You have on? to commit. You have to commit. They ask you in advance. Are you able to be away for 11 days? Can you leave on this date? And then they just keep you waiting, waiting, waiting. And if you commit and say you can do it, then you're on your merry way. <laughs> Holy moly. So they could call you and you would yeah. be like, oh my God, it's only five days from shooting. I can't do it now. It's not enough, uh, not enough. I mean, that time one was on the most, the that one, that one was a little extreme. You know, I did all the other Pitmaster shows, you know, like the all stars, you know, when I went with my daughter, we knew, you know, a few weeks before, but still, um, you got to be ready to drop everything and go. And that was tough having a restaurant, being able to do that. Um, but you got to take a chance, I guess. And you also got to take a chance on being on TV and doing bad. <laughs> Is that a fear? It can go both ways for you. Uh, of course, it's a fear. Um, and they portray you personality-wise. Mm. You know, you sign documents saying, you know, they can really, you know, it was just like the professor, Tuffy. You know, it was like everybody yeah. was kind of... You know, they saw the way you were on camera and then they, they kind of pushed you in that direction. Not that they, you know, narrated it, but they saw the personality and then they would kind of put a name on you and good, better and different. You had to accept it. So you are yeah. taking a risk. Uh, you know, I think the, the biggest example of that is seeing Myron being cast as the heel or, or, or and he really kind of picked up on it, I think. He was thriving mm -hmm. in that kind of persona and he was happy to do it on television. And then people would hear him coming on this show after he would win a Memphis in May and he's humble, he's gracious, 
he's giving thanks to teammates and talking about the time he spends with people that are just coming up to see him. And they're like, is this the same guy that we see on the television? He seems like a complete a-hole and would be totally unapproachable. But in reality, he seems to be exactly the opposite. And I said, hey, this is just somebody he's playing on TV. Is there a portion of him that's probably like that to a degree? Sure. Is he gimmicking up because this is entertainment? Well, that's part of the whole TV thing, right? It's entertainment. Absolutely. And and he is the most, you know, when people ask me about Pitmasters, they always ask me, is Myron really such a jerk? I'm like, no, he's like a big teddy bear. You know, it's, it's, it's just part of the show. And, you know, he's done extremely well. And um, no, kudos to him. Good for him. Good for Barbecue World. I mean, it's not, he hasn't done just, you know, everything for himself. He's done a lot for us and the, the barbecue family and just barbecue in general. Um, you know, some people may not like his personality, but a lot of people that didn't know about barbecue competitions and mm. what it takes and everything, you know, now we were able to see it on TV too. Liam, and he's entertaining. Come on. Yeah, I mean, th well, that's it. If, if somebody else is spending money to put a production on, they're going to want some type of entertainment. And he delivers in spades on that, yes. no doubt about it. Let me ask you about the Barbecue Hall of Fame because it's been around for, it's really been around a long time. It was this really uh -huh. weird online presence when Ray Basso and uh, Hawkeye Mike had it originally incepted and then uh, somehow exchanged hands into the American Royal taking it over and, and bringing it into where it is now. And it's evolved over the last handful of years since they've had control of it. You've been on the final list of uh, nine names the last two years in a row. How mm -hmm. much would it mean if you get selected to go in? And where do you think the Barbecue I, Hall of Fame fits into the scope of anybody's awareness? Um, it's, it's one of those things that I... I I know that it means a lot to me. A lot of people don't even know it exists. But when you look at the names that are on the list, it, it, there's a lot of history there. And and I'm proud to be on the list because I've spent most of my life, you know, in the barbecue world, not just competitions, but, you know, I had six restaurants. Uh, I, I think I've d done a lot for women. Um, you know, I do a lot of... Um, things for St. Jude. And, you know, I, I donate my time. And I just, I think that from a well-rounded, you know, type of thing that they recognize everyone in that area before when they first started, I don't know, I'm sure you know all of this, but they used to have one person that was, or one person that would be inducted as far as being um, a celebrity. And then they had the restaurant tour. And now they don't label those people. They make it more general so that it's, I think it's better that way. So there's been some tweaking of it, um, which makes it, I think, more credible as well. Um, but to me, it's just an honor to be nominated, especially when I see the other names on there. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, if if I ever got in, inducted, I, I would, you know, absolutely flip out. <laughs> but, you know, I do work hard and it's just nice to be recognized. Let's talk about that pig powder for the last couple minutes of the interview. And I appreciate the time here this evening, Leanne. You had mentioned your, this mm -hmm. is a creation that your dad had and uh, he was showing it around into the competition circuit. You and your sister are kind of taking it over, trying to bring it to that next level. So what are you doing to help bring it to that next level? So we do have a website, uh, you know, pig powder, 
com, and we're you know it's hard with just one product to uh move it along uh, you, as you can tell a lot of these rubs that are out there they'll have five ten twelve different rubs but you have to have i guess the magic number is to have at least five uh to make it marketable you know to have it in various stores so we're trying to expand on that but keep you know the pig powder there I mean, it, it's won best rub on the planet. It's won so many awards, and it, it's it still is a very very good rub. And I've used I used it on the barbecue brawl, and you know Bobby Flay talked about it. I did you know in the throwdown he talked about it, and that was years ago. And it's still an excellent rub. And I just feel like you know my dad was more about the barbecue and you know the camaraderie and you know here have a bottle of pig powder um <laughs> but he wasn't like a real businessman when it came to that so uh, my sister and i are are trying to move forward with that where do you see competition barbecue right now when you look back in 2007 2006 and, you know, or you know even when you had originally gotten started in it to where it is today what do you like about evolution of the sport and what do you don't like well, I know as a competitor, I used to judge at least once a year because you have to see, you know, what's going on. I like to see other people's boxes, what the judges are saying about the food, how judging is going. Uh, there's been a, a lot of changes. Uh, you didn't have the same mirrored boxes turned in years ago. They were all very different. Um, you know, you still have the same categories and... I don't know. I just feel like the flavor profile, even, you know, I was at the Jack judging. I, I just got back from the World Food Championships and they're using the EAT uh, scoring, mm -hmm. which is execution, uh, appearance and taste. Um, but they can garnish it any way they want. There's more creativity involved, which was kind of nice. Um, I just feel like the flavor profile at the contests are so similar, unbelievably similar that um, and it, it's a a lot of the injections are overpowering the smoke. Um, I like old school barbecue. I'm not saying it's it's bad barbecue. I know I'm going to get slammed for this, but I, I just really it's it's getting it's it's so cookie cutter. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying that people are are not talented, and they are, but I just I I just feel like. People would push the limits and try some different things rather than thighs. Although you are seeing more drummies now, <laughs> um, but you know, turn in some white meat just for you know, just see. Just I, I just would like to see that. Is there a time over the last handful of years that you would point to saying this is the year where everything changed and there didn't seem to be as a as much of a willingness from a pitmaster? to get a little bit more outside of the box or to push the flavor profile to continue to evolve. And they said, hey, we need to stick within this box. It's way more expensive than it's ever been. We're traveling farther. We're spending more money on motorhomes and toy haulers and pits. We want to have a good chance to win. And being a little bit different might be more of a penalty than a uh, advantageous thing to do. Well, it, 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 it's so crazy because I remember when Trigg pulled up at my dad's contest in North Carolina and he had the big RV. No one had RVs. And that was in like 2002, you know, so it's evolved a lot. Now, like I was just judging, I'm not, I was judging, I just went to the pig jam or whatever it was this past, it was 
two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. Everybody has RVs. It's almost if you don't have an RV, you know, and everybody has their Wagyu briskets and, you know, people are cooking less and less product because it's so expensive. They're spending a lot more money for the product. And you have sponsors out there now, which you didn't have all the sponsors back in the day like you have today. I mean, occasionally back then you had like Smithfield or whatever, but you're seeing the same chicken sponsors. So a lot of the teams that do really well are getting their sponsorships. And so a lot of people are using the same products mm-hmm. and it's um, it's changed a lot from a sponsorship, you know, just overall living quarters, <laughs> everything. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, it's it's changed. It certainly has. Uh, we're talking with Leanne Whippin. Uh, go to pigpowder.com and check out that world-famous pig powder. And uh, Is it available for sale? Mm-hmm. Can we buy it there immediately if we want? Yeah, you can buy All it there right. immediately. They have it at the Kansas City Barbecue Store, too. Um, right. There are some other avenues, but I prefer <laughs> you go to pigpowder.com. Yes, of course. We'll go to pigpowder.com. I ship it out personally. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll do that. And I mean, this has been such a treat for me to, to get caught up with you and you've been so important to this show and uh, over the, the show's life and uh, getting to speak with you again this evening has been a real treat. So uh, I won't You know let... one thing? I, 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 yes? I do want to mention one thing right. because I, I sound like a Debbie Downer when it comes to competition. <laughs> I will say I love the I love how the cookers have evolved. Like a lot of people are cooking on barrel cookers now, which yeah. I love. You know, they get really smoky and, and it you know, it might be cooking faster. So I'm seeing more fun in cookers than I am in the food. If that makes sense, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna make a prediction. Usually, I say that until the end of next month, but I think you will find the 2022 might be the return to fun in competition barbecue. And I might be I'm not talking outside school here, but I think there's gonna be a big push to bring the fun back, and I think everybody's gonna like that. Love it. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Leanne, really appreciate the time again. Thanks so much for doing it. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. You got it. There she is. Leanne Whippin right there. Legend. Barbecue legend. How is she not in the Hall of Fame? Fine. I will make sure that I write the sales pitch that gets Leanne in. Nobody else seems to be able to do it. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. And then she'll be on later next year to talk about getting into the class of 2022. All right. Uh, thanks again to Leanne Whippen for joining me. Pigpowder.com. Go there right now. She said she ships it out personally. Tell her the show sent you. Uh, I will talk to you quickly about Yoder Smokers before we wrap the first hour. Designing and building all of their products right here in the States and building pride through craftsmanship and world-class customer service. That's the backbone of how they've built the company. This approach translates into what can be a truly bespoke style product that elevates gatherings with friends and family. And they're honored to have a trusted place in the backyards of America. From pellet grills to wood-fired offset pits and charcoal cookers, consistent blue ribbon flavor has become synonymous with Yoder Smoker's name. Make no mistake, Yoder Smoker's flavor-driven design is unique to each style of pit. And the team has developed their cookers to perform time and time again while outlasting the competition for generations to come. It's this generational thought that is rooted in their handmade products and defines the integrity of the core values, American-made quality, and endless flavor the benchmarks of Yoder Smokers. Visit Yodersmokers.com and grab yours today. I was on the phone with Tate from Yoder Smokers trying to get their CEO 
dialed in finally, but looks like it's going to be January, February of next year. So hang with me a little bit longer. I continue to effort Yoder Smokers. They're just very busy. Yodersmokers.com. That's Yodersmokers.com. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion being brought to you by Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, Fireboard 2 Bro, Fireboard 2 Spark, which should be shipping out today if you pre-ordered, I believe. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect for Wi-Fi, cloud-based monitoring, or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard fully integrated with both. Fireboard.com, the place to go. 816-945-2232 for all your questions. About this, Greg, in the comments of the show a few weeks ago with Amber Glanville, I said I would give you my review of the Pit Barrel PBX when I received it so far. I've only been able to do chicken and a whole turkey on it. And let me tell you, freaking fantastic. Or fan-freaking-tastic. I will never cook chicken or turkey on anything else ever again. That is a declarative statement. And I say this with peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. I bet it would even make a Bubba burger taste good. What do you mean taste good? You mean taste better. I think that's what you mean. Thank you, Chris, for writing it. By the way, I got your horse meat potato chip email, and I'm sure it will not surprise you, Chris, but I'm already on top of that weeks in advance. We have some coming. I'm going to have Bill Oakley back on the show. We're going to do a live tasting of the horse meat potato chips. It's going to be insane. you got to stick around for that. Okay, we thank once again Leanne Whippin. Not. Not. Andrew, you are not. Not with Devil Pig anymore in Tampa. Pigpowder.com is the place to go to pick up her dad's pork rub, which Bobby Flay raved about. According to Leanne, there's no reason to discount that. And tell her the show sent you if you're going to get some. All right, refresh libations. We are pointing to the second hour. Your phone calls and emails, if you see fit, jump in on Clubhouse 2 if you would like. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. 